Good morning, football fans, and welcome to this episode of Morning Kickoff. This Thursday morning episode of Morning Kickoff, a weekly show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel from Minneapolis, Minnesota. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock Central Time or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we are, we are an hour late today, so at a little dentist appointment in the morning, but we are an hour late and we're here to talk football. We didn't have an episode this week on Monday, so we have a little bit more to cover when it comes to Vikings football and when it comes around the league. But um, today is February 24th, 2022, and we are here to discuss the Minnesota Vikings and trade and their trade rumors. We're also going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. They are, we're going to talk about their free agency with them. And we're also we got a little, little birdie is telling me that Aaron Rodgers is going to make his decision whether he wants to stay with the Packers or not today. So we'll talk about all this on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. According to Diana, Diana Rossini from ESPN, Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of his decision soon. Per league sources, I'm told there are multiple teams that will offer on the trade table, of course, but nothing can happen until the Packers allow a trade. So good news for us Vikings fans and good news for the NFL as a whole that now it is finally time that Aaron Rodgers will be making his decision whether he wants to stay with the Green Bay Packers or whether he wants to be traded. So Based off of this right here, I'm assuming it is in Aaron Rodgers' decision. Obviously, the Packers, I'm assuming they want to keep him. They're not looking to trade him away. However, if he wants to be traded away, it's looking like he would be traded away. And it's saying that it will likely happen today. Um, but again, who, who's going to go off of that? We, uh, Based off of the uh, Tuesday episode with Pat McAfee, he's mentioned that he's not going to make his decision quite yet. However, it's looking more and more likely. Not only that, but Field Yates has also uh, hinted at the Vikings or hinting at the Packers trading away Aaron Rodgers. And they have restructured a lot of contracts. They've done a lot of changes to their team. I'm assuming they're doing everything they can in order to make, make him happy. I mean, Devontae Adams is also set to hit free agency. They, they're not looking at they might be looking at a franchise tag for Devonte adams but again that's negotiable i mean adams can easily walk away from the franchise tag and not take that as he should be the highest paid wide receiver in football whether that's with the packers or not he will be the highest paid receiver in football because in my opinion he is the best receiver in football so hopefully by the end of today we will know more on the aaron Rodgers and with the packers situation uh again you I always watch the Pat McAfee show with Aaron Rodgers. We really haven't learned anything. He've mentioned how he's not going to make his decision quite yet. But again, it's Rodgers. We don't know if he's going to make his decision not or this entire offseason, if he's even going to be traded. Hopefully he will, because if he is traded, this is good for the league. This will be so good for the league because teams can just look on to what's next. I mean, obviously, I feel like there's no question right now Denver's interested in Rodgers. They signed Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. Um, they, I believe they also brought in Clint Kubiak as their quarterback coach. I think I have that right. Um, but they've made some big-time decisions all around their defensive and offensive coaching staff. And right now, Drew Locke is likely going to be traded or cut. Um, Teddy Bridgewater set to hit free agency. Like, There's a huge gap, a big hole at quarterback. And the Denver Broncos are willing to pay for Aaron Rodgers. And with Rodgers, they can take control of their division and their contra their conference. Now, their division is very tough. That's a division with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes both in that division. But again, the Denver Broncos are a very young, talented team. And they have, a they have young talent on both sides of the ball. And with Rodgers, can easily take control of that division. I believe that is why they signed Nathaniel Hackett. And I believe they are looking to get Aaron Rodgers. If they do not, that is terrible news for us Vikings fans but can also benefit us as now there's another team that's going to be looking for a quarterback I mean if they don't get Aaron Rodgers think about it they're going to look to someone else who better than Kirk Cousins to look for and right now yes I'm loving the trade rumors with the Panthers as well right now I mean the Panthers are also looking for Kirk Cousins so this is a we're in we're in a very good situation right now um and Yes, I've, I've said it a few times here and I'll say it again. The best thing the Vikings can do, in my opinion, is trade away Kirk Cousins. That's the best thing the Vikings can do. Trade away Kirk Cousins, get one, two first round draft picks or one first round draft picks and, and I don't know, throw, throw Sam Darnold in, 
in the trade. I don't care. Throw Darnold in the trade. We can stick with him next year and move on. Uh, I don't think Darnold, Darnold has been get Anyone who says people are wrong when they say Darnold has never had a real shot because Darnold did have a real shot with Carolina. Obviously, he didn't with the Jets. But if you watch this last year in Carolina, do you really think that guy is going to be a franchise guy anywhere? I don't. But if they give up a first round draft pick, throw Sam Darnold in the trade, throw another draft pick in the trade, see if we can get another one. Um, Perfect. Great. Awesome. That's amazing for us. That's my favorite thing for the Vikings right now is trading away Kirk Cousins. If they are unable to trade away Kirk Cousins, that's when you have to look to extending him. And this is something I hate to say, and a lot of people disagree with me here, because you don't want to pay him $45 million of guaranteed money next year. You don't. You're going to pay him $45 million of guaranteed money. What is he going to do for your team? Okay, you're going to go on to the next offseason and let him walk in free agency. Why not give him a one-year extension, have him on a two-year deal? Now, we're going to say two-year, $35 million guaranteed. Again, it's not what we want to see. However, if the Vikings do put him on a two-year deal, this will benefit us as we will then after the season. I'm assuming the Vikings don't take a quarterback this year. I'm going to be completely honest. I really don't think the quarterbacks will take the Vikings will take a quarterback this year, whether that's in the draft or in free agency. I don't believe it's going to happen as long as Kirk Cousins is our quarterback. Why? Because Kellen Mond has not had a real shot. Kellen Mond has played what five snaps. I mean, a little bit in preseason as well. Uh, he played very limited time. And realistically, you can't judge quarterbacks based off of the rookie season on top of that. I think Kellen Mond's a fine backup. If Kirk is our quarterback next year, fine. Have Kellen Mond as our backup. After this next year, instead of letting him walk into free agency, instead of franchise tagging him, I mean, that's not what you want to see. Just have him on another year, another year as contract, and then you can trade him away, decide what you want to do. I just don't want to pay him $45 million of guaranteed money when we have so many holes on our defense. You guys, look at our defense right now. Okay, you'll hear a lot with the Vikings that we're going to be running a 3-4 defense now. How? Okay, how are we going to run a 3-4 defense? We have no linebackers, we have no corners, we can't even we can't even game plan against 11 personnel right now. I mean, they're talking about oh, 3-3-4 and you can throw in an extra corner, have a slot guy, a uh, slot corner or a nickelback, whatever you want to call it. You throw that in there and how are we going to where are these players coming from? I mean, we can't just sign these players off the streets in free agency. Have you guys seen the cornerback class for free agency? J.C. Jackson's going to get franchise tagged. They're knowing the Patriots, they're going to tag and trade J.C. Jackson. Stephon Gilmore, I mean, yeah, I guess he might hit free agency. Who knows? I believe the Panthers will likely let him go. Um, what is it? What is he going to do for our team? He's injured every year. And then you look outside of that. What, what, Carlton Davis? We can't afford him. I mean, you just don't have corners that you can sign from free agency, bring onto our team and start day one. When you look into the draft, there is players that you can draft first, second round when it comes to corners and outside linebackers. But here's the thing, you guys, and I've said this a few times and I'll continue to say this. You don't want to wait till the draft to fill your needs. You want to wait till the draft to grab whoever can, whoever's the best player available. This is my personal opinion. When you go into an offseason with how many needs a team like the Vikings have, where they have a huge hole at linebacker, where they have a huge hole at corner, you got to fill these needs in free agency. That way, when it comes to the draft, you're not overdrafting on players. That way, when it comes to the draft, you can just take whoever the best player available is because that's what benefits our team the most. You look at where the Vikings are picking. They're picking at 12. Obviously, we don't need all types of positions. We don't need a running back. We don't necessarily need safeties if we bring Woods back. We don't necessarily need a lot of these positions. I mean, even when it comes to wide receiver. However, you take the best player available. That's where you can get the best value in the draft. AJ Green says, yes, Kirk needs to go. Most people just look at his stats, not his cap hit. Get something out of this dude before his contract up becomes a free agent. I 100% agree. The Vikings have got to look to trading away Kirk Cousins. And I've said this many times. I mean, it's looking unlikely. It is. It's looking unlikely that Kevin O'Connell came into this organization and he already likes Kirk. He already has an established relationship with Kirk and he's excited to coach Kirk. However, with that being said, you get up a trade offer. Let's say the Carolina Panthers, because we know they're interested. You get a trade offer from the Carolina Panthers. They offer you a first, a third and Sam Darnold. Is Quazy going to turn that down in a million years? No. You don't turn down a trade offer like that. You take that in a heartbeat, especially where the Panthers are sitting in the first round. Now, I don't actually know if the Panthers have a third round draft pick. I might have to relook at that. Um, but still, somewhere in the future, I know the Panthers are suffering when it comes to their draft picks. I'm going to pull up the Panthers 2022 draft picks real quick. 
the Panthers in 2022, okay, they picked sixth overall. I highly doubt that they would ever give that up. They don't have a third round draft pick. So uh, maybe third round in a year after that, maybe 2023 draft or something like that. They don't, they pick sixth overall and then don't pick till the fourth round. So there is no chance the Panthers are going to give up their sixth overall draft pick for Kirk Cousins. Actually, you know what? They might because Matt Rule, I, it's it's very unlikely, but Matt Rule has one more shot to approve it year uh, for him to be a head coach. He doesn't care about the future for the team. He doesn't. Why? Because he's not going to be a part of the future for the Carolina Panthers. If he trades a sixth overall draft pick for Kirk Cousins, how are you ever in a million years going to turn that down? Ever, ever. If you offer the sixth overall draft pick, now this is very unlikely. I think it's really stupid if they give up a sixth overall draft pick for Kirk Cousins. But listen, hear me out. The current situation the Panthers are in right now is exactly where the Vikings were one year ago today where they go all in, where they restructure everybody, screw our future up, just destroy whatever is to come for the Vikings and go all in in 2022. Why? Because they were in the hot seat. This was a prove it year. What happened? They failed and now they're gone and now we're screwed. I believe there's no question about this right now. The Panthers are in the same situation, so maybe they screw over their future and benefit a lot. That would be very, very, very helpful. Purple Podcast Podcast says, love your show, bro. I appreciate it so much. Appreciate all the support from you guys. Um, but yeah, you just have to. And I've mentioned this. If the Vikings can't find a trade, which is very possible, and I'm so excited. I'm actually have Adam Schefter up right now to try to see when I can... Uh, when when Aaron Rodgers makes his decision because it's expected uh, according to sources according to Diana Rossini and according to Field Yates and some other sources uh, Aaron Rodgers is expected to make his decision whether he wants to stay with the Packers or not today and I'm so excited about that because it just feels oh my gosh it feels so good just to think about the fact that we could finally finally not have a hall of fame quarterback in our division because it's been year after year after year of hall of fame quarterbacks in, that are, we're facing against the Packers and it's just been awful 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 couple of decades to be a Vikings fan but if I want to be completely honest I'm fine why because our future does look bright if we can find a trade destination for Cousins and Panthers I highly doubt they're going to give up their sixth overall draft pick why because if the Panthers give up their sixth overall draft pick they're not picking until the fourth round I've I doubt that's going to happen. I, I really doubt that's going to happen. Um, AJ Green says they would give up our sixth round draft pick if we took Dan Darnold's contract as well. You know that is possible. It is possible. If we pull up Sam Darnold over the cap, if we pull up his contract real quick, we can see if uh, we're able to pay that. Okay, so he's only signed for one more year of, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of money. So he's signed um, $20 million, no. No, no, 19 million uh, when you average it up, uh, 19 million next year. So I guess that's not ridiculous amount of money, but still it's just under one more year and they're not going to cut them because that would set them a lot against the cap. So uh, Vikings, I've mentioned many times on this show, I've said that I don't want the Vikings to throw band-aids at the quarterback position anymore. What I mean by that is I don't want to see uh, players to come in and just like not drafting quarterbacks and instead just grabbing quarterbacks off the streets, taking them. And I'm fine with that for one more year. Sam Darnold is a band-aid of a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, band-aid of a quarterback. Marcus Mariota, now Mariota has never had a real shot, but again, I just don't see the franchise guy in him yet. Um, another band-aid of a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater has been that his entire career. These are basically band-aids of quarterbacks that you keep slapping on for the Vikings, and yet you can you miss on potential Hall of Fame guys, potential future star franchise players that can be your quarterback for the next decade. One of those players. Malik Willis. I mean, Kenny Pickett. These are a few main names to mention that the Vikings can actually get at the 12th overall pick. I it's going to really depend on the combine coming up. Um, Again, you just don't know. You really don't know. It is such a gamble when it comes to these quarterbacks right now because you look at this, this class. It's not too bright. It's looking a lot like the 2014 draft class. But again, on top of that, I mean, 2014 draft class, there was a gem named Derek Carr that was taken in the second round. I believe the same thing is going to happen in this draft class where there's not going to be a Hall of Famer. I really don't think it's going to happen. Now, yes, this is just a prediction made uh, in February of 2022. We don't know yet. But again, I just don't think that any of these players are going to be Hall of Fame guys. However, there can be a franchise underrated player like the 2014 draft class where we saw Derek Carr come into the second round and outperform all quarterbacks in the first round and outperformed 
majority of quarterbacks. We also saw Jimmy Garoppolo drafted in that class. So I believe there's going to be a gem in the mix and the Vikings will be able to get one, maybe second round. Maybe we can see someone fall to us in the first round. It's really going to depend on the combine. And anyone who says right now that they know what's going to happen in the draft is out of their mind. It's it's ridiculous because these players, you don't know what's going to happen in free agency and you have no clue what's going to happen uh, at the combine. If we go into this NFL combine, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, all these players look bad. Do you really think they're going to be there's going to be any quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 when some of the teams in the top 10 will fill their needs in free agency? Absolutely not. OK, for the when you look at the Panthers right now, if they get a quarterback in free agency and the rest of the top 10, like you just probably not going to happen. I'm going to be completely honest. They just won't see a quarterback drafted in the top 10 if the combine goes bad and all this. So anyone who says that they know what they're talking about right now is out of their mind. You have no clue what this upcoming draft is going to look like. And I'll watch a lot of the mock drafts. I'll get into them. Uh, but at the end of the day, you really don't know. Like, you don't know. Free agency hasn't started. The combine, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's really going to show us whether or not uh, teams are interested in these quarterbacks or not. Because again, you really don't know. When you look at it, uh, I would like the, to see the Vikings to take a quarterback in the first round. Don't think it's going to happen with how many needs we have. I just, as of right now, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to tell you guys real quick. When you come into a G, when you're a new GM like Quazy, when you're a new head coach like um, Kevin O'Connell, your first thing you need to do is hit on that first draft pick because this is kind of your entry. This is still part of your prove it. This is still where you have to prove yourselves because this is a GM who's never been a GM ever in history. This is a head coach who's never been a head coach before, meaning their press conference might be great. They might look good. They might be qualified for the job, but they haven't proved anything yet. We have no clue how they're going to look. Their first thing to prove themselves is how they're going to draft in the first draft pick that they have. You have to hit on your first draft pick. Ask any head coach who's ever been a head coach. Ask any GM who's ever been a GM. They will tell you that the first draft pick is their entryway. That's saying that's how they get entered. That's how they start being a great head coach. That's how their, their career starts. And um, you'll see this many times where uh, quarterbacks and GMs in their first draft pick that they ever have will be a very, uh, how would you say this? A very non-risky draft pick is what I'm saying here. A draft pick that is almost certain going to work. Like Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, for example, he was drafted in the first round. Everyone knew he was going to be a good safety. I mean, he was, you look at the safety in the first round that's going to be drafted this year. I mean, everyone knows he's going to be good safety. Is he going to be taken top 10? Who knows? We see safeties fall a lot. Why? Because they're not as valuable of a position. Look at Derwin James. Derwin James has been the best safety prospect I have ever seen in my life coming out of college. I, well, Jamal Adams too. Uh, both safeties didn't impact their team a whole lot. They were drafted pretty high, but they didn't impact their team a whole lot. Yeah, they've had great careers up to this point, but at the same time, it's not like they're as impactful on the field as a lockdown corner might be, or as a quarterback would be, or as a stud pass rusher would be, or even an amazing, outstanding wide receiver. You have to hit on your first overall draft pick or your first round draft pick. And if you take a player like Malik Willis, if you take a player like Kenny Pickett, that is a bad start to your career. Now, again, I would we, we don't know yet. We don't know because we haven't seen the combine. We haven't seen what these players are able to do outside of uh, their performance in college. Um, we've seen them practice. I mean, Malik Willis's practice, everyone saw him practice, and uh, apparently his draft stock has rose a lot. But you know who also did one year ago today? Justin Fields. Everyone was talking about Justin Fields potentially being a first overall draft pick because of was practice that we saw him have and then he kind of fell off a little bit when you're getting closer to the draft and still he's started had an okay rookie season I'm not going to say he's been a buzz but still I'm kind of glad the Vikings didn't trade up to draft Justin Fields with how risky of a decision that would have been even though they tried to so I don't think it's going to happen uh, that the Vikings will be able to get him at 12. But again, we really have no clue right now. It is just February. The draft is in two months. We don't have no clue where these players are going to go. And that's the reason why I haven't made my own mock draft. I like mock drafts. I like predicting things. But it's just too soon. It is too soon to say. It is really too soon to really understand where these players are going to be taking and really uh, what teams are going to what teams are going to have what needs when it comes to the draft. But on top of that. Still, just an excellent, it's it's looking good that Aaron Rodgers is going to make his decision today because this will really benefit the Vikings and benefit the league as a whole. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to watch unfold, and I'm super, super excited about this. AJ Green likes Malik Willis. I do too. I do too. I like the guy so far, and he could definitely fit into our system. And I'm not against the Vikings taking a quarterback. As a matter of fact, I would really like the Vikings to take a quarterback. 
I'm just saying that I don't think it's going to happen. I'm saying that I think it's very unlikely because, like I said, when this happens, you see teams take more, how would you say, take more unrisky moves, basically. You don't see teams take as more risky draft picks when it's their first draft pick. Look at Mike Zimmer. I mean, Mike Zimmer came into this organization and took Anthony Barr. Very safe draft pick. And Anthony Barr had a successful career. Yeah, he wasn't the best draft pick on the board. I mean, Aaron Donald was sitting on the board. They could have taken Aaron Donald ninth overall, but no, he took Anthony Barr, which was a safer draft pick. And I guess he did work. I mean, he doesn't look good anymore. Uh, when you look at him though, Anthony Barr, this last year, Anthony Barr was very underrated on this Vikings team. He impacted, he made a huge impact when he was on the field. Now, again, when he was on the field. I mean, he's been injury prone for quite some time now, so he wasn't on on the field uh, for the whole season. But again, he you could notice the difference when he was on the field and when he wasn't. And this is why I say going into this free agency, going into this next year for the Vikings, I'm going to be blunt with you guys. It doesn't look too good. It really doesn't because we look at our defense right now and we're talking about running a 3-4 defense. How are we going to run a 3-4 defense? I mean, where are these players going to come from? You look into free agency, and yeah, there's some good outside linebackers. There's some good corners. Yeah, but we can't afford them. We can't. We simply can't. We can't even afford to bring back all of our players or a majority of our players hitting free agency to the point where you look at our 3-4 defense. You guys, I wouldn't be surprised if we see our 3-4 being Dalvin Tomlinson starting at nose tackle for us next year. Fine. DJ Wanham alongside him. Maybe Daniel Hunter's traded. Maybe we see Kenny Kenny Willekes, I don't know. Someone step in at defensive end, but who's going to play at linebacker? I mean, you don't know. You have no clue. Anthony Barr, we can't afford him. He's gone. Vikings already mentioned that they're not going to use a franchise tag on any of their players. Good. I'm so happy they aren't because franchise tags, a lot of the times, are way too much when you don't give a franchise tag to someone who's not top five in their position. Don't do it. Ever. Ever. Never give a franchise tag to someone who's not top five in their position. Let them all go. But uh, with that being said, uh, our outside linebackers outside of that, I mean, Nick Vigil's hitting free agency. Nick Vigil's just Nick Vigil at the end of the day. Like, you look into, who are we going to start? Chaz Surratt? Chaz Surratt? Little dude who's never really played much in the NFL, who didn't get a whole lot of play time at linebacker when he was with UNC. I mean, Troy Dye, are we going to try to throw him at outside linebacker? Like, we have no options here. We have no good choices a player who i was really excited for was cameron smith uh he just retired i mean he retired after a bunch of injuries i was really excited for him i feel like he could have been a future starter for this vikings team and said you know what i'm gonna go up and retire why because he's been injured a few years i'm not against the decision but again it really bit us in the butt i did not like that at all i was painful i was excited for him a lot but it doesn't it's it doesn't look good, Vikings fans. It does look good that Aaron Rodgers will likely make his decision today. And I'm just keep refreshing this because I want to see. I'm so eager to see what Aaron Rodgers decides. Because either way, I, I, like, I really want him to leave. I want Aaron Rodgers gone. I want him out of this division, into the NFC, out of this conference, or a, into the AFC, out of this conference. But if he does not get traded, it's not the worst thing in the world. Because again, like... Denver Broncos are still going to be looking for a quarterback. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they're looking for a quarterback. And if there's someone who has the most to give up, it will be the Broncos to get a quarterback. I'm going to look at the Broncos. Okay, so Broncos 2022 draft picks. Let's take a look at what they can give up in this upcoming draft. So the Broncos 2022 draft picks, they have a first, their own first round draft pick, their own second, uh, two second round draft picks, th two third yeah, they have a lot. They have a lot. They have one, two, three, four, five. They have five draft picks in the first couple days of the draft. That's one in the first, two in the second, two in the third. So they can give up a first and a third. Easy. They can give up a first and a second. They can give up the Rams second round draft pick. Like they have a lot to give up for uh, Kirk Cousins, who can definitely fit into their system. And I've said this many times. Kirk Cousins can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He can. Just not with a $45 million cap hit on a Vikings team that has as many needs as they have. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But someone who will win free agency, someone who will win this offseason, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, the Bengals are coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, and I want I want a lot of you, uh, I want a lot of you fans of this Vikings team, fans of these similar young teams, to take notes here at what the Bengals did. They got a Super Bowl winning head coach with a Super Bowl winning quarterback 
And that's really all they needed. Outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of help. You look at their defense, well, they had a huge hole at corner. Their offensive line was god-awful all season long. Their linebackers were not not that much, not really anything special on top of that as well. Really, the only thing the Bengals had was very young offensive playmakers that led them to a Super Bowl. Now, their safety group was solid, but outside of that, everyone on their team is on rookie contracts. What that means is they have a ridiculous amount of salary cap. Like, this team could not be in a better situation. And I've said in the show, I said... As a Vikings fan, I would cut an arm and a leg off to be in this situation that the Bengals are in right now. I mean, the Bengals have $50 million of uh, of, of salary cap around. I estimated that, but about $50 million of salary cap. And after they cut Trey Waynes, who's been in a very overpaid contract, after they cut that Hopkins guy who played at center, who did an awful job, after they cut those two players, they're going to have $67 million of salary cap. A team that just had a Super Bowl appearance is going to have $67 million of salary cap. And teams, they're not going to have to overpay in players. Why? Because players want to play there. Players want to play for a team that is a win-now team. Players want to play for a team that is a Super Bowl contending team that can easily win their division next year when your division looks as bad as they do. Now, Ravens, really, you don't know. I mean, they only had a bad season because of injuries. Uh, outside of that, though, they really realistically you look at the Bengals I mean look at the free agents it's not that bad like CJ Ozuma they're starting tight end had a good season they're probably going to bring him back Jesse Bates they'll probably end up franchise tagging him if not it's not the worst thing in the world uh but likely they will franchise tag Jesse Bates on top of that Riley Reef starting right tackle is also going to hit free agency again not a big need for the for the for the Bengals both both uh, Trey Waynes and Riley Reef uh, played with the Vikings in the past, but will likely not be with the Bengals next year. And then you look at the free agency. I mean, look at the Bengals. They have so much money to spend. They have a ridiculous amount of money to spend. And you look at what held the Bengals back this last year. Well, you look at it and you're like, their cornerback room was bad. Their secondary was awful. Now, Von Bell and Jesse Bates were a solid safety duel. But outside of that, their secondary sucked. Uh, their pass rusher was actually solid. It came together by the end of the season. And then you look at their offensive line, and wow, do they have an awful offensive line. Well, you look at this upcoming free agency class. The Bengals will win free agency because you look at these upcoming free agents. Taron Armstead, who's been one of the best tackles out of the last decade, is set to hit free agency and will hit free agency because the Saints simply cannot afford him. Uh, he will hit free agency. Bengals can easily afford him. He'll come there. Taron Armstead starting left tackle. Now, would he be a starting left tackle with the Bengals is the question because Jonah Williams has been solid at tackle. If you just take Taron Armstead, throw him at left guard, throw him at right tackle, maybe put him at left tackle and move uh, Jonah Williams to right tackle. It's all okay decisions, but they have to sign Taron Armstead. And right there, they're already winning for agency. Outside of that, Brandon Sheriff is set to hit free agency. Arguably the best right guard in football set to hit free agency top five right guard in football. I don't think he's any by any means a top, the best right guard in football. He can come into their team, start at right tackle or right guard. And then you also have Ryan, you have uh, Ryan Jensen, the starting center for the Buccaneers. Now, who is he going to hit free agency? Who knows? But again, you just sign those three players. You put Joe Burrow in the right position to succeed. That's how you build a dynasty. That is exactly how you build a dynasty. You bring in a great head coach, a young offensive mind head coach like Zach Taylor. You bring in a quarterback like Joe Burrow, maybe one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play college football, has already been an outstanding quarterback in, in the NFL. After that, you just put him in a situation to succeed. You load him around with playmakers. They already did that. They did that a lot by starting in by bringing T. Higgins in the second round, bringing in uh, Jamar Chase, who brought him in in the first round. You also got Tyler Borda in your team. Bring back uh, C.J. Ozuma. I mean, just outstanding playmakers right there. And then Joe Mixon, obviously, is in the backfield on top of that. And then you just beef up the offensive line. That is how you build a dynasty. You put your quarterback in the right position to succeed, build around him, and you will be set for the next decade. Now, again, getting a first overall draft pick is not very easy. So I guess a lot of teams are not able to do that. But still, I mean, just an excellent, excellent, excellent team. And I would love to be in the situation that they're going to be. And I believe that's why they will uh, win free agency this next year or this offseason. On top of that, you look at defense, like Bengals need corners. Okay, Eli Apple was awful. Uh, Adobo said, 
the guy from the guy that was with the Cowboys before. I don't even really remember how to say his name. Chidobi Awuzi, I think it was. Um, he can stay with the team, fine. Have him as a quarterback too. Uh, but Eli Apple's got to go. Trey Wayne's has got to go on their team, and then you just bring in someone else. Even after Taron Armstead, Brian Sheriff, and Ryan Jensen, if they do sign them, you still have money. Like, you still have money to spend. And this is where you can sign a player who's expected to hit free agency, Stephon Gilmore. Really the only corner expected to hit free agency right now, as uh, people are saying J.C. Jackson's going to get franchise tagged. Uh, people are saying that Carlton Davis will get franchise tagged. You got a few other options outside of that, but Stephon Gilmore is probably the third best uh, when you're looking at this upcoming class. And then outside of that, linebackers, like, they're set. They're in such a good position to rebuild, such a good position to just go back to a Super Bowl next year. And the Bengals, they're gonna win free agency. And I would cut, I would cut a head off to be in the situation that the Bengals are in because that is in such a good situation. And outside linebacker, like you have Von Miller, Chandler Jones heading for agency. You can just pass on the old guys and just go for Harold Landry. Okay, the Bengals just watched Harold Landry kill Joe Burrow in the playoffs. When when the Cincinnati Bengals played the uh, Tennessee Titans, the one seed, Harold Landry was all over Burrow's face. Yeah, well, that guy's about to hit free agency. Just bring him in onto your team. You can't beat him, join him. All right, Harold Landry, you can't beat him, join him. Go to play with the Cincinnati Bengals because they will respect you more than a Tennessee Titans team. And again, just an outstanding team. Just I just can't believe the the situation the Bengals are in and how they have hit on like all of the draft picks. God, they're in such a good position. And this is exactly what I want to see my Vikings team too. And exactly what I think a lot of teams are lacking is just when you're looking at going for a new team, you have to look at the, the league right now. What is working for teams? Young offensive-minded head coaches and you just bring in a new quarterback? Keep swinging on quarterbacks until you hit. You don't have to look at look at the Bears, for example. The Bears just got they realized Mitchell Trubisky was bad. They let him go. They brought in Justin Fields. Just keep bringing new quarterbacks in until you finally hit on one. Now, who knows with Justin Fields? Justin Field doesn't work. Cut him after his third year. Go for another one. You just keep bringing in quarterbacks and eventually you will be in the situation that the Bengals are in. And wow, are they in a good situation? You know, a terrible example of that, the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Indianapolis Colts have panicked since Andrew Luck's retirement and have just brought in Jacoby Brissett, brought in uh, Philip Rivers, brought in, brought in um, Carson Wentz. I mean, they're a terrible example of a team that's looking to rebuild. They're the polar opposite of the Cincinnati Bengals right now is the Indianapolis Colts. Complete opposite when it comes to both teams. The only thing they both have in common is that they have good running backs. That's all they have in, in common. Sage Meyer says early prediction Bengals won't make it back to the Super Bowl. See, this is possible. I mean, obviously, you really it's it's so hard to say, but at the same time, like they're in such a good position. Like they just to think about the fact that they made a Super Bowl and next year they're going to be better than they were this year. And I actually think that losing the Super Bowl for the Bengals is better for them is is going to help them next year. Because a lot of teams you'll see when a lot of young teams especially win a Super Bowl, they're on kind of a Super Bowl high going into the next year and they don't look at what they need to fix as much. Now, I'm taking I'm looking at like past teams. Take the Eagles for example. Eagles who won a Super Bowl in our own stadium year after that had a terrible season. Why? Because they just thought that they were good enough. Um the Bengals, though, they know that they have a lot of holes, and they know what held them back was their offensive line and their uh, cornerback room, especially Eli Apple, who's been a meme his entire career. Uh, but you just look at what they're bad at, and then losing that Super Bowl was beneficial for them as uh, it's going to be a better next season than if they won a Super Bowl, if that makes any sense, because I believe that they are going to look a lot more to free agency to filling the needs that they have to fill. Sage Meyer says Matt is a Bengals fan of Vikings Channel talking about Joe Burrow. Yeah, I just got to mention like how... I see. Here's the thing. I, I, I want to talk more about football, uh, not just Vikings. It is like a Vikings podcast. Uh, I want to talk more on other football things, especially with the, how the Bengals are in, because that's the situation I want to be in right now. See, I'm not a Bengals fan. I'm a fan of what the Bengals did, if that makes any sense. I'm a fan on their decisions that they've made. And this is why I've said many times how much I love the Kevin O'Connell hiring. Kevin O'Connell is Zach Taylor. They both come from the Sean McVay coaching tree. They're both young, offensive-minded coaches. And this is why bringing in Kevin O'Connell is a great start. Now you bring in a quarterback. And I see a lot of people talking about Malik Willis. I would love to see Malik Willis taking. I, I doubt we can get him at 12, but again, you really don't know. 
you have no clue right now. The combine hasn't happened. I mean, do we even, did we, we had senior bowl. Yeah. Uh, the combine hasn't happened. We have, uh, we have some more things going on, uh, coming upward and really you don't know because you don't know what teams are going to be needing next year. You really don't know what teams are going to need in the draft. Look at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, I think trading for Kirk for the Panthers is stupid. I think that is a terrible decision. But it's looking like it's going to happen. And I'm all in for that. If the Panthers give up my sixth overall draft pick and Sam Darnold for Kirk, I mean, yes, count me in. We will completely rob them in that trade. But where the Panthers situation is in right now, Matt Rule is playing for his job. He's coaching for his job right now. Bringing in a rookie quarterback is not going to help him keep his job. Bringing in an already established veteran like Kirk Cousins will help Matt Rule keep his job. And if they give up a sixth overall draft pick, now we can talk about drafting a quarterback. Oh my God, that would be so nice. Can you guys imagine if we had the sixth overall draft pick after trading away Kirk? We get a sixth and a 12th overall draft pick. I mean, you can just, that's, that's outstanding. That is amazing. You just take a quarterback and a corner in the first round. That is outstanding. I would love to see that happen. Now, I highly doubt it's going to happen. I don't want to get any of you guys' hopes up. I've mentioned how stupid I think it is for the for the Panthers to give up a sixth overall draft pick for Kirk and Matt and Sam Darnold. At the end of the day, I would 100%. I would love that to happen. This is the NFL. This is football we're talking about, where literally anything can happen. And I would love to see that happen. Sage Meyer says the Chiefs made it last year and lost due to the O-line true uh they fixed that issue and still didn't make it back to the big dance which i'm really surprised that they didn't i can't believe that because they did they got creed humphrey and they got uh orlando brown two excellent starters for the uh chiefs that made their offensive line actually chiefs offensive line was probably top 10 this last year uh an outstanding offensive line and it's so weird how they didn't make it back to the super bowl because here's the thing defense is important and the Chiefs have kind of dismissed their defense and moved a lot of their money to offense. I mean, they have paid Frank Clark a ridiculous amount of money, but they're looking to keeping Patrick Mahomes. They're looking to keeping Travis Kelsey. And now they're going to have to bring back Orlando Brown. So they have a lot of things that they're going to go back. And I'm surprised the Chiefs didn't make a Super Bowl. It just comes to show how, because the Chiefs, okay, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. They were even in this last uh in this last playoff picture. They are the best team in the AFC. But this is why I love football because the best team does not always advance. Any given Sunday, any given weekend, anything can happen. And this is why I love football. That's why it's better than basketball. Because basketball you always have the better team feels like it always they always advance. The team that plays better seems to always advance. Why? Because it's best out of 7. Same goes for hockey, same goes for baseball. But then you look at football and it's like well, anything can happen. I mean, look at the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Everyone knows the Packers are a better team than the 49ers. And matter of fact, the Packers were one of the best teams, maybe the best team this last year. However, the 49ers went into their own stadium and won off of special teams. It just comes to show how important of a role special teams plays into the game. Because the, pack, the Packers had arguably the best offense in football. One of the top defenses in football. And that made them one of the best teams in, in, in this last uh, season. However, they dismissed their special teams, and that's what held them back. And why this next year, they're going to completely look to special teams as they don't want the same thing to happen that did happen this last season, especially with starting with Mason Crosby. No, Crosby's not the reason why they lost the 49ers, but part of the reason why they didn't have as great of a season as they should have had. Although Crosby could have just had a down year, <coughs> could have just had a down, down year and come back uh, stronger next year. I don't know. I just, he's so old. Like you can just move on. Just go for a new kicker. Kicker is that position where you can just grab a bunch of guys off the streets and try to see who can play for the, try to see who can play the best under pressure. See, I, my entire life have been against teams drafting kickers. I think drafting kickers is stupid because there are so many kickers who don't get drafted, who you can take as undrafted free agents. And we've seen undrafted kickers have a very successful career in the NFL. Look at some of the best kickers of all time. I mean, just look at the Adam Vinatieri wasn't drafted. I mean, you look at a lot of great, great kickers who haven't been drafted or even taken in the seventh round. I mean, they just always look good. And then you look at teams who have drafted kickers and a lot of the times it doesn't work. However, you know, who's proving me wrong. This Evan McPherson guy with the Bengals. Bengals drafted him in the fifth round. I said, this is stupid. 
drafting kickers is not smart because you can easily get a lot of kickers in free agency, have them kind of run a tournament and see who can make it out, see who can play the best under pressure. That's the right way to do it. And the Bengals are proving me wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Drafting kickers does work sometimes. It does. And kicker is a very important role. They play a very important role in the game. But with that being said, there are so many kickers who don't get drafted who are Super Bowl caliber kickers. And that's why I'm against Vikings drafting a kicker this year. And I'm typically against teams drafting kickers. However, I guess it works. It works sometimes. I just don't think. I saw the Vikings. You guys remember three years ago, the Vikings drafted a long snapper? Like, where is Rick Spielman's head? Who sits at the table and like, you know what? We have a seventh round draft pick. Ooh, let's look at some position. No, let's just draft a long snapper. Who does that? You don't need a long snapper to be drafted. You just take someone in free agency, throw them as a long snapper. As a matter of fact, I believe in the next decade, we're going to see there not even be someone taking up a roster spot who's strictly a long snapper. We're going to see hybrid players. We're going to see players who play multiple positions. I believe there's going to be some long snappers who are also going to be our backup quarterback. Like this is something where having a spot, having 53 people, 53 man roster sounds like a lot of people. At the end of the day, it's not that much. When you look at how many positions there are and you need depth in each position, I just don't believe long snappers are going to take up a whole roster spot. Vikings drafting a long snapper was so stupid. He lasted, what, one year with our team? And you see teams draft punters I mean, who drafts punters why why like just look i understand there's like punters kickers like these people play an important role but when you look at it it's just so stupid when you look at how many super bowl caliber kickers and punters there are in free agency when you have positions that you can easily swing on and hit yeah <laughs> jimmy says my man's in the air force right now or something yeah sounds about right i believe they did draft him from the air force that's actually fun to watch i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm um, watching the watching the like air force play the navy football it's so entertaining to watch um you can also see the <laughs> i like watching i'm excited for the usfl i'm excited for the usfl as well i i haven't done a whole lot of research i don't know all the rules but i know they just they did just finish their draft as a matter of fact do you guys remember when kirk cousins got covid when uh when uh kellen moore got co or kellen mon got covid and then we also had um who was our other quarterback uh sean Mannion or was it sean Mannion? i don't know we had another quarterback who got covid and then the vikings signed this quarterback off the streets case cookus do you guys remember case cookus he's in the usfl now he's uh in the usfl and I'm going to Google it. What team he plays for case cook is he was drafted in like the 12th round or something ridiculous like that. Um, so case cook is in the UFSFL. Um, okay. I can't find the, I'm going to Google it. Case cook is USFL because I believe he was drafted to the USFL. If I have that right. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. Real impressive guy. Okay. So signs with denver okay i don't see where case cook is, is in the usfl i heard that he was um oh yeah he is yeah case cook is northern arizona philadelphia stars okay so he's gonna be in the philadelphia stars drafting the 12th round uh gonna be a backup quarterback with them i'm excited while I, we'll claim him we'll claim Cl case cook is our guy because he did help us he stepped in while uh, a lot of our quarterbacks went out with covid We'd cook a step in and be our guy. So definitely, definitely. Kyle Sloter was also drafted. Are you kidding? I didn't know that. See, I'm all in for this. I See, here's the thing. I don't care that Minnesota doesn't have a USFL team. I don't care. I just like watching football at the end of the day. And if I can turn on a football game in April, in March, 100%. I'm all in for that. If I can turn, that's amazing. Yeah, he was drafted in the first round. Thanks. I didn't even know that. L-G-K-D-O-C. He was drafted in the first round. And what team? Does it say New Orleans? I didn't know New Orleans had a team. New or Yeah, New Orleans Breakers. Uh, take Kyle, quarterback Kyle Sloter. I'm a huge fan of Sloter House. That is my guy. Eighth overall pick? Jeez. Now that is what I'm looking for. A player who can get another opportunity to prove himself because Kyle Sloter deserves to be in the NFL. I just don't understand how he isn't because that man, uh, I believe it was 2019 um, preseason. Kyle Sloter was our quarterback and he stepped in and just outstanding performance just looked amazing. And then he got cut. 
I believe we stuck with Sean Mannion or something like that. I mean, Sean Mannion has proved that if he can be an NFL quarterback, anyone can be an NFL quarterback because all he does is throw interceptions and throw check down passes. Maybe the worst quarterback in all of football. I just get, I don't understand why he's with the Vikings, let alone an NFL quarterback in general. Just go away. I don't want to see any more of, I, I hate to be this rude, but I'm just so tired of watching uh, Sean Mannion at quarterback. Uh, Kyle Sloter, though, I'm super excited about him. I'm so excited about that. See, now I, I'm not a fan of really any Philadelphia team. I always cheer against the the Eagles and Sixers. However, with that being said, I mean, I'll cheer for Kyle Sloter all day long. I'm a huge fan of him. I will 100% cheer for him. Thank you. I didn't even realize he was. That's awesome, though, because uh, he was so fun to watch with our Vikings as a backup quarterback stepped in, in free, uh, stepped in, in the preseason and just looked amazing. And then he was cut. I couldn't believe it at all. I couldn't believe that all LGK Kirk saw the threat. <laughs> LGK DLC says Kirk saw the threat. So they got rid of him 100%. He saw that he was going to take his job and oh, we can't have that. We can't have that. Having a, having a bad backup quarterback is a great thing. Why? Because your quarterback gets really, really comfortable. So stupid. So dumb. I am so excited that we have a new like era of Vikings football because since the addition, since the start of this uh, YouTube show, since the start of this podcast, uh, we've had Kirk Cousins or we've had, um, sorry, we've had Mike Zimmer and we've had Rick Spielman as our GM and head coach since the start of the show. Over that time, it's been so annoying. It's been so year after year after year, we see the same thing. Vikings throw a band-aid at quarterback, dismiss the quarterback position, dismiss the fact that we cannot develop offensive linemen. You see offensive linemen hit free agency. We let them go. We don't even take them. And then you just load up on defense. And I love defense. Defense is very important, but you cannot dismiss such an important position like quarterback or such an important thing like offensive line. And that's what we saw the Vikings do before Kirk Cousins and with Kirk Cousins. It's been the same story, the same story, Vikings fans, under the entire Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman era. Now, I'm a fan of Rick Spielman. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of a fan of Mike Zimmer, too. I, I like Mike Zimmer. I do. I liked him as our head coach before Kirk Cousins. I liked him as our head coach from the years 2014 to 2017. Why? Because we had an excellent defense and he was the leader of our defense. And also, he had a good relationship with Teddy Bridgewater. Let's not forget the fact that Teddy Bridgewater was very a very likable guy a great leader now yes he was injury prone and he wasn't the best he threw a lot of interceptions he had terrible um terrible decision making and his accuracy wasn't there however with that being said they had a good relationship that's something we loved he won the locker room we love that he was a leader he had a seat in his chest and he deserved that seat on his chest and then after that the vikings completely fell apart like they've completely fell apart yeah i heard about that I heard about the XFL becoming a minor league for the NFL. I love that too. I love that too. Oh man. See, this is something about the about football that I've disliked my entire life is the fact that we have such a dead zone of football. Like me, I need my dose of football. I need my dose of sports. Okay. Sports that doesn't include, I'm sorry, I'm not I might live in Minnesota. I should be a huge hockey fan, but it's it kind of boring after some time. So I'll watch the wild games. I just can't watch hockey unless if it's the wild playing. Why? Because I don't care. Same goes for baseball. I can't watch baseball unless if it's the Minnesota Twins. So it's just like it's not something I can just turn on all the time like football and basketball. Uh, but I need my dose of football because you have this dead zone in football like after the season ends or after free agency until the draft. Like there's nothing going on in football. And then after the draft between the draft and then the end of like until the start of the season, there's also a dead zone and there's nothing going on. And what am I supposed to watch? Spring basketball the entire time? Summer basketball? Watching backup players go out there and try to see what they can do? No, I can't do that unless they have a player like Nas Reed step in and look as great as he did in summer basketball. That was a good season. That was a good season. Not to get into all of Timberwolves, but I love watching the Wolves play. With that being said, like there's nothing to watch. There's nothing to watch, which is I'm all in for having a minor league XFL coming back and the USFL coming back. I want to be honest, I didn't even know what the USFL was until like a, like a year ago, and I heard about them coming back, and I was like, what? No way. I didn't know it was an actual league that happened in like the 1980s. Uh, XFL, I did watch the XFL a little bit. I saw some of that. Um, AJ Green says, all I watch is football, college basketball, UNC, baby. Okay, uh, college basketball is so much more entertaining than uh, the, than, <laughs> than, uh, the NBA, although... yeah. 
the one I'm watching the Timberwolves is more entertaining, but college basketball, I can just turn that on and watch it whenever I want. Um, I will always cheer for that Chet Holmgum guy. He's from my uh, my home city here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'll cheer for Chet. Uh, we also have uh, Jalen Suggs as well. So we got some talented players. And then obviously the Minnesota Gophers, of course. Minnesota Gophers. College football is entertaining as well. Go Gophers. Uh, I'm actually planning on transferring to the U of M later this this year, if I can. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm uh, I'm going into my, my third year of college, so I'm hoping I can uh, go there because the grades aren't great. But I definitely want to go there and go. I'll be at the college football games if you guys want to come see me play. Or come see me watch it there. I wish I was playing. Uh, come see me watch college football and college basketball. Uh, go, go Gophers. Go Vikings. Go Timberwolves. That's my kind of sports right there. I I hate to say it. I'm sorry. I'm going to make a lot of people mad, but hockey is not that entertaining. Unless if you like really want a team to win, unless if you're like a big fan of the team, it's not something I could just turn on in the background. Like I can football and basketball. It doesn't matter what teams are playing. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, same goes for like baseball and that kind of stuff uh, for me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to go there and I'm going to try to study journalism and uh, I want to be a sports journalist. So that's what I'm going to try to do. We'll see. We'll see. Um, going in my third year so i'm hoping i can uh be a be a sports journalist this show will always be here i'm i'm, I'm putting that right now the show will not will exist forever uh i just plan on uh, also having a day job where i can also be a sports journalist because why i love this i love uh, talking football with all of you guys i love you guys tuning in it's really entertaining to do all this uh sports journalism sports talk sports show uh kind of stuff but I appreciate it. LGK DLC says hockey and baseball are better in person. 100%, especially, especially with all the, all the, uh, drinks and hot dogs and stuff you can get there. Um, I do like going to basketball games or, or baseball games and hockey games. I do like going to them, especially hockey games. If, if you guys have never been to like a wild game or any kind of hockey game, you have to go because that environment is electric. That environment is beyond this world. And if you ever get the chance of going to a hockey game, uh, and that's, that's your budget. You don't want to overspend. Obviously that's, that's within your budget. You should go to a hockey game. If you haven't, I'm assuming a lot of you guys live in the Minnesota area. So you've been to hockey games. If you haven't is it is an electric environment and I love it. I do love going to hockey games. I do love going to hockey games. AJ Green says you do a great job, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Uh, I'm thankful for all you guys. I love I love talking sports and this kind of stuff. This is my this is my dream. This is my passion. So I appreciate it. And if any of you guys ever want to come come onto the show, I've actually had some uh, viewers come onto the show and talk football. We can 100% do that. We can set up a Zoom meeting if you guys ever want. Uh, I've done that a couple times. If you guys want to, if you guys check out on the YouTube channel, you can see uh, past times we've had uh, people come onto the show. But yeah, it's it's been it's been great. Jimmy says, "Who is one free agent you think the Vikings should try to get? Like how they got Pat P last year?" Okay, so. With the Vikings, we're in a terrible cap situation, and right now we have to focus on interior offensive line, and we have to focus on how we're going to run our defense next year. Because if you look at the Vikings, here, I'll put this back up. If you look at the Vikings right now, uh, because Ed Donatel is leading our defense, we're expected to run a 3-4 defense. And I've mentioned how the Vikings are not going to be able to do this. You can't. We don't have a 3-4 that we can simply just have right now and put out there and then you've also talked about how uh so t offenses are running a lot more 11 personnel uh meaning they're running uh more wide receivers you're gonna see three four wide receivers on the field at the same time and the vikings simply cannot game plan against this when we have players i mean but we already cut Bashad breeland mckenzie alexander has to go patrick peterson we likely can't bring him back as well we'll see outside of that cam dancer who are we gonna have at corner we have nobody that we can throw in at corner that we can plug in at corner day one um as of right now, as we speak, February 24th, we don't have anyone. And then you look at linebacker, same situation. We can't afford Anthony Barr. Nick Vigil will likely be gone. We don't have outside linebackers that we can plug in at starters. So running a 3-4 defense is not going to benefit us when we don't have players that we can plug in. So if you look at a free agency, this is where you have to fill your needs. And I've said this many times in the show. I say that free agency is for filling your needs. Draft is for taking value. Draft is for value. Free agency is for needs. Meaning you take players based off of their position in free agency. You take players based off of how good they are in the draft. That's the right way to do it. That's the right way to do it. That's what you've seen the Patriots do. Why have the Patriots been so great? Because they find value in the draft and they fill their needs in free agency. That way they can just take whoever the best players available in the draft. This is what I want to see the Vikings do here. And when you look at our linebacker group right now, uh, obviously Eric Kendrick's outstanding linebacker. He's going to be with the team. 
the best off-ball linebacker in football. Yes, that's a very biased opinion, but I believe he is the best off-ball linebacker in football. Outside of that, you need to put players alongside him. I mean, Anthony Barr is going to be gone. Nick Vigil is going to be bonked. Are we going to plug in Troy Dye and Chaz Surratt? I don't think so. So you look into free agency. If there's one player I want, one player I want is Harold Landry. Harold Landry right now is the outside linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, and he's not expected to be franchise tagged. I don't believe fran franchise tag would be smart for them at all, as you don't franchise tag players who aren't top five at their position. Harold Landry is a player to mention here because he's a very young outside linebacker who is a stud. Okay, if you watch Harold Landry go against the Cincinnati Bengals in the championship or uh, divisional round, it was he was all over Joe Burrow's face. Why did Joe Burrow get sacked nine times in that game? Harold Landry, one of the most underrated linebackers in all of football. And I'm a big fan of, of signing this, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith is our new pass rushing and outside linebacker coach. And I believe he's going to look at him and say that is value right there. That is value because you look at this upcoming linebacker class. You have Von Miller, Chandler Jones, uh, Hassan Reddick. Like you have big name linebackers hitting for agency that the Vikings simply cannot afford. You get a player like Harold Landry. That is my number one spot right now. As of right now, uh, you also have the I've mentioned about Chase or the the Bengals or Brown, sorry, Bears line, the Bears guard right now, offensive guard. He's another player, young player who I really like uh, to look at. And I would love to see that. I would love to see that. LGK DOC says Rick and Zim were terrible at developing depth and Minnesota is now feeling it 100 percent. Well, OK, see. Rick was great at dra as finding value. Rick. Spielman, I'll give him all credit. He was a mastermind when it came to draft day. He was an absolute mastermind. He found value in day three of the draft, and that's where he shined. People always talk about Rick Spielman's first-round draft picks being a lot of busts. A lot of it wasn't under his control. Like, Jeff Gladney was not under his control, um, and a lot of this, okay, Garrett Bradbury was 100% his fault, but again, a lot of these players, it really didn't you can't reflect it all on zim but when you look at day three of the draft that's where he shined because there are so many players who rick spillman drafted in the third round of the draft or day three of the draft that were outstanding look at armand watts right now okay i'm gonna be completely honest right now vikings fans if i were crazy i would plug armand watts as our nose tackle next year Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce, you can find value in getting rid of those players. Michael Pierce can be cut. Dalvin Tomlinson can be traded. You plug in Armand Watts as your starting nose tackle, that saves you a bunch of money that you can move to other positions. Not only that, Kenny Willekes, he might be our starting defensive end next year. I mean, we don't know right now. He could start alongside DJ Wanham if, if Daniel Hunter is gone. How about J-Ron Curse? J-Ron Curse is now the starting safety with the... With, um, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe he's going to hit free agency. He's starting safety with the Dallas Cowboys, just had an excellent season. I mean, you you find so many players who were drafted sixth round, seventh round, fifth round, and they work out. Stephon Diggs. Obviously, everyone knows who Stephon Diggs is. I don't need to mention who he is. Uh, on top of that, you have multiple. Who's another name? How about Ola B.C. Johnson? Ola B.C. Johnson had an amazing rookie season. Uh, he's been injured since then, so we don't really know. But again, Ola B.C. Johnson is a player who can come in next year and be a very solid backup to Justin Jefferson and to Adam Thielen. We're going to have to see what happens uh, when it comes to what's going to happen with Adam Thielen. I, there's, I believe there's a 99% chance Adam Thielen's on our team next year. I really highly doubt it's going to happen. Jimmy says, great job too, brother. <laughs> Once you get that Patreon set up, I got you. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Jimmy says, he's definitely that guy. I think he might get paid this year. Once those unexpectedly high contracts yes 100 percent. yes because you look at first wave of free agency uh these are your big name players i mean von miller is hitting free agency i mean chandler jones is hitting free agency i believe hassan reddick i've mentioned him before i think hassan reddick's hitting for agency these are big name players these are players everyone knows who light up the field who make pro bowls who are all pros like everyone knows who these players are i'm looking at those underrated players i'm trying to bill belichick this crap and look at those underrated players that we can find and just plug in as starters and turn them into super superstars bill belichick won free agency this last year why because he signed players people weren't looking at everyone looks at the same few players no one looks at the players who had great performance young players who people don't necessarily who aren't household names yet like like um Harold Landry. I mean, look at what, what Bill Belichick la did last year. He signed Matt Judon and signed Hunter Henry. I mean, people know who the people are, but they weren't big name players. They weren't top of the top tier, like free agents. However, he signed these players and developed them into superstars. 
Hunter Henry was one of uh was one of their top targets this year. And then Matt Judon was arguably the best free agent signing of this last year. It was him, it was uh Devondre Campbell, and it was the Bengals defensive end. These are my top three from this last year. What's his name? Stevenson, I think it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Blazing Woods 420 says, sorry, I haven't been here for a while. Just got over COVID. Man, I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're feeling well. I didn't do a stream this this uh, Monday. I usually do it Monday and Thursday. I missed it. I was in Duluth. So <laughs> if you guys are in the Minneapolis area, you, you know that snowstorm that just hit us? I, I, I had it twice. I went to Duluth, same snowstorm, came back to Minneapolis, same snowstorm. It hit me twice. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Appreciate you guys all tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. That's going to wrap up this episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy this February 24th live stream of Morning Kickoff. If you did, make sure to uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the show for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this show of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.